This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Many listeners know Alejandro Consolacion II as a prolific composer, performer, and conductor of piano, organ, and choral music. But not as many know that he grew up surrounded by band music. It is a repertoire for which he has not written until earlier this year with his Celebration Suite, with which Consolacion won the Symphonic Band category of the National Commission for Culture and the Arts Composition Competition. The work is more than a festival piece, however. After all, the competition does call for music that goes beyond the traditional. So, drawing from symphonic, choral, and other influences, Consolacion wrote his suite to help expand the country's symphonic band repertoire. On the program, Consolation tells us about the history of his celebration suite and the foundation on which its various movements stand. We also hear the works of this year's other winners. First up is Franz Maliari's Laro Laro Laroan, with which he won the competition's solo piano category.
Thank you for joining us on Maestro Filipino and congratulations. Something of a first you mentioned in the NCCA write-up that it has been your dream to write for symphonic bands. So what is your history with this ensemble? It's because of my family in Katanawan, Quezon. My father and his father owns a band. It's so funny to hear they own the band, but that's actually how they manage it here in the Philippines. If your family is wealthy, you can actually gather groups of people, you know, because it's a social club. No, band like choirs are not only a singing group or a music group, but it is also a communion of people to gathered and to have a relationship with one another as friends, as colleagues. Especially in provinces, it's one way of gathering no? because they meet regularly, even without fiesta, even without any concert, they practice. It's one way of enjoying the music and the community. So at the back of my mind, no, I always remember every morning my father used to play band music. <laughs> he always loves band music. And my exposure when I was a kid is not limited to classical symphonic pieces. But also the marching band, no, that's part of the diet. But I never attempted to write on that style. It is only now that uh, I have this, let's say, courage to do it. Maybe it's because I was motivated with different kinds of symphonic pieces that I heard lately. No? Maybe I'm not really attracted to what is the normal symphonic band that we know, the marching band or the town fiesta or the polka sound band. But I was really attracted to what I heard before, that symphonic band plays really a symphonic pieces. Composers nowadays, especially in America and in Europe, they compose band music with so much lyricism and lush harmonies that it comes back again to who I am as a composer. I'm a choral composer, no? And writing for a symphonic band, you are writing also and dealing with breadth, sustainability of lines, as if the instrument sings. So it is territory that I never explore, but it is familiar. When it comes with the brass section, as a church musician and organist, I wrote several fanfare for church ceremonies, hymn arrangements, and all of these stuff are very, very good when you include brass section. Most of my pieces during my graduation recital at St. Scholastica, I did a tedeum, which are brassy. So I am familiar with writing with the brass and woodwinds that I have this courage to why not put them together and write a piece. So it's at the back of my mind. I'm drafting several pieces already because I'm a kind of composer who never writes straight to the orchestral score. I'm like Tchaikovsky who writes piano score at first. I sketch on a piano score. And then when I visited Angono last May, now Angono is a place in Rizal, that many national artists were hailed, like Maestro Lucio San Pedro, also a band leader, and Botong Francisco, a painter. And they are actually one of the pioneering bands in Manila, in Luzon. No? So when I was there, it evokes the inner feeling that, okay, do it. You have to do it this year. And then when I heard that there is a symphonic band category with the NCCA Composition Prize competition this year, I know that, okay, this is the time I have to write. I have to do it now. So I collected my sketches. I tried to put them together. And that's the challenge, no? Because you have all those scattered ideas in front of you. 
And how are you going to tell a story if you have chunks of story there? And I have to cut, I have to edit all these things. You know, I have to polish everything. And it took me two months to finish orchestrating the stuff and uh, putting them together. When you write these sketches, do you write them with a unifying theme that could bring them together in the end? Well, that is the problem. A very good problem. I, I say that is a very good problem because it gives me a solution on how to do it. I cannot write a sonata. I cannot write a concerto for a symphonic band, but I can write a suite, a collection of pieces that you can put them together even if they're not related. That is one quality of the suite. So lusot na ako, I can get away with it. I sketch things, no? And I try things, maybe this will work as a piano score or maybe with any instrument. Because it started like that. I never have any plan that it will start as a symphonic band. Some pieces, probably I played on the piano, but not really written as a piano piece. It's just like an experiment, or probably I played it on the organ. Or even I sketch and think of it as a choir piece. There is a portion here that it is a chorale. Something that is a challenge to composer is to give it a different take to make it a symphonic band piece out of this kind of original imaginative work, which is written for voices. Reading through the write-up published by the NCCA, I think part of the work was written as something of a hymn. Is that the choral piece you were talking about? Yes, it's a hymn of thanksgiving, actually. There's a prayer and then there's a hymn. So there's a hymn of thanksgiving, it's a hymn of humanity. Funfair is to call people, right? It's a town fiesta. When you call people, hurry up, join us, or we want to announce something. And then there's a parade. It's a sort of a march because I want also to give people, this is a symphonic man that we all know, a parade. But later on, it becomes a prayer. This is something that is unusual, a slow movement with a touch of a sound of an organ. Organ is also a wind instrument. So I find really unnecessary for me to translate it to symphonic band. And then I come back again to fanfare, which is an icebreaker to a slow movement. And then there's a hymn. And then there's a polymeter dance or a sort of a toccata for symphonic band at the end. It's a mix and mix of different pieces.
That was the first movement of Jonathan Domingo's Mga Musika at Tagpo sa Tinubuang Lupa, the work that won him the Chamber Orchestra category of this year's NCCA Composition Competition. Domingo also won the Standard Orchestra category with the work Synesthesis 1, Particles in Motion. Now, back to our interview with Alejandro Consolacion. Actually, I have also one important thing that I wanted to convey when I composed this piece. I wanted to educate. There is something with the symphonic band in our country that needed to address. That is actually the exploration of the lyrical playing. Because we always hear large, loud music in a symphonic band in the Philippines. But there's no introvert, meditative, choral-sounding pieces with lush harmony. Yeah, that's what I like. No? And with balance. Your aim to that kind of pieces is to balance everything to make a cantabile singing quality in each instrument. So when you develop that, then you develop the technique of breathing, the development of listening, the development of sensitivity of playing. So those kinds of musicality needs to come out. So it's actually educational pieces. So that are short pieces. For example, if you take this movement, then you are focusing on cantabile singing with the woodwinds and the brass. But I also write fanfare where Rhythm is very important. The vitality of changing meter together is important and present. So when I have that, you are on the other side of the developmental skills. That is rhythmic patterns, a multimeter patterns. We never experienced that in band music. In concert music, you can all do this kind of excitement and adventure. That's why I'm excited because I am writing a symphonic band pieces that is not conventional. I hate conventional pieces. I never write those stuff. <laughs> If you look on the suite, as I said, you can perform it movement by movement. But when you put them all together, it tells an entire story. Even I'm not using a unifying theme. I develop it because there are certain moods that contrast. And also the way of the playing. That goes now to the second point that I develop a certain pedagogical requirement. Because my mindset for the band is this. Many of the choir members that I know started choral singing. That's why choral singing in the Philippines is so good. We have the most advanced school called tradition in choral music in Asia. And I really wanted to do that in symphonic band. I'm not saying that our symphonic band is not that top-notch, but there are many top-notch symphonic bands. But I wanted to at least contribute, that's the purpose, to contribute something so that it helps the formation of the young bands, especially on school or in community, to have certain pieces that they can take and learn music and technique at the same time. When I put them together in my mind, I said that I have to develop also the sense of sensibility on the playing, which affected the orchestration. In a usual symphonic band, you listen very much on the beat because you're marching, you are on the rhythm. But a symphonic band, that's the reason why it's called symphonic, is that there is an element of orchestral writing. Of course, without the strings. But it is also one way of saying that woodwinds, brass, can sounds lovely and beautiful even without the strings. It's like that, no? And if you challenge yourself of making the kind of pieces, layering all the lines, not together, but there are some polyphony, you're creating a symphonic approach on composition. 
it's not new. I mean, Lucius San Pedro explored that with his symphonic band pieces. That is also the main reason why he transcribed all his symphonic band pieces to orchestra later. So it is on that side. I explored that side. Maybe when I visited the Angono and visited him in the cemetery, that's something that I got the idea. Oh, I have that kind of symphonic idea writing. As a composer, you go out, especially these days, you can go out already. You know? This year is blessed. It's a sunshine to everyone, especially for artists, that we can go out, we can take a look, and we collected ideas we associated to our feelings easily compared to we are locked down inside the house. I call the suite a celebration suite. So that's the title of the composition because this is a celebration of life. When I compose this, I actually think about how blessed we are. We're still alive, we're still breathing, and we're still here doing what we like. And it's a piece of thanksgiving. Even we have losses, we still have this attitude to thank God and to thank the people that surrounds us. So this kind of gratitude drives the element of this particular piece. There are some also introverted aspects of it, especially on the slow movements. But majority, it's the celebration. It affected me really early of this year when people started to go out. I was deeply moved when the first midnight mass happens last year with people. It's a new fresh air that, oh, we're celebrating Christmas. So that affected me towards New Year that, ah, there is a new hope that's coming in. So maybe that is the attitude that I have on this piece. That's why it's more extroverted.
joy and gratitude for divine grace and providence. These are the underpinnings of Alejandro Consolacion II's Celebration Suite. We heard two movements from that work, which won the Symphonic Band category in the National Commission for Culture and the Arts Composition Competition. Earlier on the program, we heard two other winning pieces, Laro Laro Laruan by Franz Maliari, winner of the Solo Piano category, and the first movement of Jonathan Domingo's Mga Musika at Tagpo sa Tinubuang Lupa. Domingo also won the Standard Orchestra category with Synesthesis 1, Particles in Motion. You can find our interviews with Maliari and Domingo on our previous spotlights on this year's NCCA Composition Prize winners, available on SoundCloud. All these pieces we heard were produced digitally. Of course, nothing compares to actual recordings by actual musicians, so do watch out for these works' premieres to be mounted next year by the National Commission for Culture and the Arts. Visit facebook.com slash nccaofficial or ncca.gov.ph for announcements. You can find more music from today's guest by visiting his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Alejandro Consolacion II. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.